All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Welcome in. It's episode 209 of Oilers Nation Radio, brought to you by our friends at DoorDash and Oodle Noodle. And the band is back together after a couple of oh, kind of skeleton-y cast episodes of the pod. The last one I did, it was me, Coomzy, Waz, and Dan. Um, so we are, we are back at full strength here. I'm excited. Bag milk's back. How was your vacation? It was lovely. It was nice to unplug and do nothing and pay attention to nothing at all. So that's why you're hosting today. I've not been looking at anything whatsoever. I know Woodcroft signed. Mm -hmm. I was excited about that. You also, Oilers news as I know. You also missed Barry to Seattle and Kane seven by seven extension a little bit more than we all thought, but it happened. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Now you're just fibbing to me and the listeners. Yeah. Well, to be fair, that's what yeah, I usually as, do. As hard if as he you, wants to unplug, there's no chance he could have avoided that news. No, like if like to, if that yeah. happened, even trying to unplug, it would have it would have been weird. Um, like even the like I said, the Woodcroft thing. There was times when I was gone where I just left my my phone in my hotel room, but I still saw it because you know, I'd go to a pub and sports center was on or something like that. So yeah, if Tyler wasn't a, just a dirty, filthy liar right now, I would have known about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, move off of that and get into our oodle noodle delicious debate of the week. And we've got a little delicious debate. Is Tyler a dirty, filthy liar? Answer. Yes. Yes. He is. <laughs> That's a defamation. Now those two weeks without him weren't that bad. Now were they? Yeah. Come yep. on. You missed me. Um, you missed me. It sounds like, yeah, of course I did. How could I not? Okay. Oodle noodle delicious debate. Uh, we've covered a few different things in the delicious debate over the last few episodes. Today's question is this, who will be the Oilers starting goaltender next season? Go around the horn here. Actually, before I do that, there's a few interesting options. If they go the trade route, there are players like Blackwood, Varlamov, Gibson, Bobrovsky, James Reimer. 
If they go the free agent route, you could maybe go Huso, Campbell, Kemper, or Scott Wedgwood. So a few options on the market for the Edmonton Oilers, probably a few that I missed as well. Dan, I'll go to you first. Who will be the Oilers starting goalie next season? Well, we spoke about it on the last episode, and I think I'm just going to continue to try and will it into existence. The one you left off your trade list, Tyler, is Connor Hellebuck. And I'm hoping and praying that Ken Holland is able to put together a package that can pry him out of there. I know it's not realistic, but let's just keep talking about it and maybe we can shake a tree loose. Fair enough. I mean, it would certainly be, it would certainly make the Oilers more of a cup contender than they are. If you can put a guy like Connor Hellebuck between the pipes next season, Uh, just while we're on the topic of that, I put out a little Instagram, Twitter post with our options from the last podcast. A was you can trade this year's first next year's first and one of Holloway or Broberg for Hellebuck. Uh, B was a 2022 first and Evan Bouchard for Hellebuck. Option C in the poll was both packages are too much. Option D was neither package is enough. And the comments so what was A again. The A was the was next A? two firsts and one of Holloway or Broberg. For Connor Hellebuck? I yeah. Mind. I don't mind. How, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I would do that because Hellebuck is legit, legit. Like he's, he, he's the reason the Oilers got swept by the jets in the playoffs. Yep. You know, yeah. like the Oilers haven't had a game changer in net like that. I, I mean, since I can remember since Cujo, maybe. So if you had yeah. to pick between the, is that enough for them though? I, is that enough for Winnipeg? And that's why one of the options was neither package is enough. What was yeah, the full answers, Tyler? So uh, I just left it open to the comment section on Instagram. And uh, our first comment was C. Uh, the next one was both trades are terrible, terrible overpays. So C. And then <laughs> someone else said, if you picked C, you're delusional. <laughs> so Oilers fans are pretty split. Um, a lot of C saying it's too much. And I just don't know if it's too much. Like, again, you got to give to get on the trade market. But I'll, since Rick and Bag Milk, since you guys weren't here for last episode, if you had to pick between those two packages, the next two firsts with one of Holloway or Broberg or just one first rounder and Evan Bouchard for Hellebuck, which one would you choose? A with Broberg. I would do A with Broberg, too, because here's my thought. One if things go my way in this trade, the Oilers are going to be picking low in that first round anyway. So move them on out. And I, I just, I really like Evan Bouchard. Um, he Holloway. The, I like Holloway too. Like, I think he's going to be, uh, he could be a really good player on the wing for this team. So yeah, I, I mean, I would do two first and Broberg if that was, if that was on the table. Dude, we did, we, we didn't even touch the final this year. We're, what are we picking? 29th, 30th? Yeah. 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 So yeah, you want to move two twenty nines and uh, and Broberg for for Hellebuck? I'll do that right now. Uh, I like this option from Jeff Kears, who commented Zach Cassian and the City Center Airport for Hellebuck. Oh, that's a good one. We'll even throw What's in left that. of the airport though. Well, we'll have to throw in that like plane that's on the stick. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. get the museum. Uh, we'll to, yeah, the Did museum. The there is there. a couple of planes within the museum that I'm sure they could retrofit. Yeah, couple I of think jets. Like, you know, like they won't have anywhere to land them uh, is obviously no, no, we, a problem. We dig, up, we dig up one of our landing strips from there and yeah, go we'll over to, there somewhere. Yep. Yep. We'll have to do that. So yeah, Cindy said our airport plus the museum plus maybe I think that gets the job done. Hey, <laughs> like if you this. have to ask the question, what's more valuable Holloway or 
one of the landing strips from the old city center airport. I think if you're Winnipeg, I can tell you right <laughs> now that that landing strip is way more, uh, way more valuable. They're tired of taking buses in from Fargo, North Dakota. Dude, you know, the gas prices right now. Oh, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Can you believe it, Tyler? $2.35 per liter on Vancouver Island, Tyler. That's insane. I I saw one here that's already over $2 for regular. I stopped my vehicle, I got out and just left it, and I walked the rest of the way. Yep. I'm old enough to remember when they had to retrofit the gas signs to have a new, to have the dollar put in there. And now they got to do it again to put twos on there. I, yeah, I don't like any of this. There's a guy that drives around St. Albert with a van that he claims runs a hundred percent on hydro. So maybe that's the future. Although didn't someone do that once in the auto industry? He's I think he's running 100% on hydro. Yeah, just, I'll do like uh, Neil Young did back in the 70s and I'll retrofit my car so that it runs solely on old grease from restaurants. And I'll spend my weekends driving from fry spot to fry spot, loading up on that sweet, sweet grease like I'm some kind of, like I'm in a Simpsons episode. Mm. A 78 Golf, man. You could have put, you could put deep fry oil in that one. There you go. It's got to be diesel. I think it had to be a diesel one, though. I think that's how that worked. We'll make this work. Either that, or I'm just going to start riding around on one of those powered longboards. It'll take me a while. Those look cool as shit. Yeah, there was a lot of those in Vancouver. It made me kind of want one, or like one of the like the single wheel unicycle powered ones. Those look fun. The pogo balls. The the, the, yeah, it looks like a pogo ball, but instead of going up and down, you're firing down the street. I saw a guy going at least forty man down the middle of a middle of a lane, no helmet, just rolling. Wow. Sounds dangerous. There was a lot of that too in BC when I was there, like down the seawall in Vancouver. Those guys were hauling ass in those things. Not a helmet to be seen. Well, back to the oodle noodle delicious debate. Um, who will be the starting goaltender for the Oilers <laughs> next season? Bag mill. <laughs> um, well, Stuart Skinner one, right? Number two, I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like it's, it's an easy answer to say a guy like Darcy Kemper, but it's going to cost you because he's going to be a free agent. Just want a Stanley cup. You need to figure out the money situation. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take a cop out answer and I'm just going to say Mike Smith is going to battle his old ass body back into the crease. Oh, good Lord. I'm going to say it's going to be Skinner and Smith. Okay. Skinner yeah, we're, and Smith. we're not going to have a starting goaltender by, by definition. It'll definitely be a two man system, a one, a one B one is 100% Skinner. And the other one I've said it before. My preference is a guy like Varlamov, just someone a little bit older, um, been there, done that a little more reliable, but I, I could see it being one of the younger guys in, in a, in a Huso as well. Yeah. Like there's a lot of guys that I think are really realistic options for the Oilers. Um, I, I, Varlamov had the no trade, I think is a sticking point. Um, and that'll be interesting. Didn't I talked to say, didn't he say something about not wanting to come to Edmonton when we were talking about this earlier in the year? Yeah. Like around the deadline, there was, there was talk that Varlamov wouldn't wave to come here, but I was talking to Mike McKenna about it and he thinks Varlamov stays put. The only thing that can maybe persuade him is if Varlamov's a guy who's like, no, I really need to battle for my next contract. And he accepts a trade here because he knows he'll get 20 more games than he would on Long Island backing up Ilya Sorokin, right? Um, yeah, that was it. So just about, I looked at Oilers Nation, Cam wrote about it in March from James Nichols on the island. He was told at that time, at least, that Varlamov wouldn't waive the no trade to come to Edmonton. So that was from March 8th. 
Okay. Well, I want to see, I, I'm curious to see if anyone's mind has changed now that we, you know, made it to the, the Western final. Um, there's an That's obvious good. glaring hole that needs to be filled here. Like we're, this isn't the Oilers that were just swept by Chicago or whatever the hell that stupid thing was. This isn't the Oilers that just got beaten, that got swept by the jets. You know, we walked through, we had a, whatever with LA we had in Calgary, their fucking lunch. Well, that's a good question this, too, this because I no joke, man, at the time of that article, March 8th, the Oilers were like, I mean, I don't remember where they were at that point, but it, they were probably still battling for like a wild card spot or some shit like that. <clears throat> I don't remember exactly where they were, but I feel like it was somewhere around there. Yeah. I'm, there was a report today out of The Athletic from Corey Massasak who brought up the name James Reimer. And that's kind of what got this question sparked in my head a little bit. Because I think of James Reimer and I kind of go, like, okay, that's a guy who, you know, couldn't really be the guy for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Went to Carolina for a little bit. Um, like he's had a decent career. He was in Florida for a few seasons and, and had a couple of great years and a couple of not so great years. And then now recently he's with the San Jose Sharks. And he played 48 games last season, which if he's coming to Edmonton, that's probably exactly where you'd want him to be, right? Somewhere in that 48 to 52 game range, Skinner picks up the rest. But Reimer never played that many games in a season before. The other side of it is he had a great year, 2.90 goals against average, 9.11 save percentage. Like you, you might say those are average numbers, but on a team like San Jose, that's impressive. He had never you know played what? more than 48 games before? No, he no, that never. Was a, that he was a was high. Crazy. Before yeah. that, it was uh, 44 in 2017-18 when he was with the Panthers. How old is he? He's 30, 37? 34 now. 34 is not terrible then. And his birthday was in March, so he's had his birthday for this year. Happy birthday. Happy belated James Reimer. Actually, you know what, Tyler, since you brought up his name, I, this is kind of surprising to me because, you know, he's always kind of been around a 35-ish plus give or yeah. take game guy, but his stats specifically his save percentage have been remarkably consistent over his entire career. Really? Yeah. Like his career is nine thirteen. Um, he had a bad year in Florida, his last season there where it dipped to mm-hmm. 900. Um, but other than that, he's been above nine Oh six, pretty much every other year for the last decade. Like that's there impressive. That one there was that one year in Florida you just mentioned. And then one year with the Leafs way back when he was just breaking into the league when yeah. he was at 900, but he's never had anything below is he, that 906. He's UFA this year. No, he's, he is. No, he's got a cop. 2.25. Uh-huh. So, so Smith's money. the intriguing part there would be it's Smith's yeah. money, right? You put Smith on LTIR. Reimer takes his spot. You basically don't lose any cap space getting a starting goalie. Is he a good, maybe veteran mentor for a guy like Stuart Skinner as well? I think so. You always heard great things about the kind of teammate James Reimer was in Toronto as well. So I, it's interesting. The only thing that worries me is Corey Massasak in the article when he mentioned the Oilers as a fit said, there's talk the Oilers could move Yamamoto or pull Yarvi. And it was like, okay, we're probably not giving up one of those two for James Reimer. I think that would, that would be an overpay. But Massasak did say maybe it's the start of an intriguing hockey deal between the two clubs. And that got me thinking about like, okay, what if there is like a bigger deal to be had with the San Jose Sharks here for a guy who fits in somewhere else in your lineup? You know? That's scary. Who else? Like, who, who, look at the roster. Who else are are we, are we are we looking at there? I mean, at this rate, we'd be looking at a five six defenseman, yeah, and then some bottom end forwards. 
Yeah, like they really don't have a lot of intriguing options on their roster. And that's a good point. Um, unless you're doing something like, you know, sending Pooley Yarvi their way, you're getting Reimer and another young roster forward. Um, but even then, like, I don't know, I, I, I would, if I'm going for James Reimer, I'm sitting and looking at a team in San Jose who has three goalies, none of which are waiver eligible next year. And I'm going, you're taking a pick for this guy. Like we're not giving you a high end prospect in this deal. And I think that's what it would have to be for it to make sense for a guy like Reimer. Cause if you have to give up a lot, like James Reimer would be a good fit. I think I'm open to the idea, but you have to give up a lot for him. I get he's cheap, but at that point, just like go sign Vili Huso, yeah. like buck up the extra two yeah. mil and keep your roster players. Right. But does Vili Huso have a smile as nice as James Reimers? Interesting. A Reimer, a Reimer move is just a lateral move. And that's why you don't overpay for that kind of a movement to me. It might be slightly better than lateral, but I agree with you there. You can't, I, you can't really pay too, yeah. too, too much here. I would Drop say that Reimers, I would say Reimers, you know, as skilled as Smith, but, but I look at him as a guy that I'm looking at his injury history. That That's, I was curious with the not being able to get to, to the, you know, 48 game mark before in his career. And it's not any major injuries, but it's banged up here and there, which is exactly what we got out of Smith. So I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I just don't think you make that kind of a move unless you're, unless it's just that's a, a yeah, cheap, side. cheap option. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, so yeah, I, I still think it's going to be Darcy Kemper is the guy for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, it's just they've had interest in him twice. They've tried to get him twice over the last calendar year. So if you tried to get a guy twice and like I, I, the injury concerns will always be there with Kemper. So I wouldn't give him a lot of term. But if the deal's like three years by five, five and a half. Kemper could be an interesting What's his contract option. right now. Kemper's deal that he's coming off of off to click around a little bit here. Um, it wasn't like a crazy amount or anything. Uh, four and a half million dollar AAV. So a $1 raise in an extra year on what he next year. Dollar. One dollar raise. Wow. One dollar, Bob. Man, a guy wins the Stanley Cup and he only gets a dollar raise. What the fuck? But what's interesting about Kemper yeah, is I don't know. That, how- I'm afraid that that ring is going to make him too pricey. See, yeah. he's going to think he's too pricey or something. And I'm looking through the league and I'm going kind of division by division here. I'm not sure how many contenders are lining up to sign Darcy Kemper. Like there's unless who knows if he's got his ring now, maybe he doesn't really care about that as much. He'll just go chase the bag. But then it's like, Hey man, are you really going to go sign in Buffalo to make an extra $3 million over the course Mm -hmm. of the next four years? Like, I don't know. Well, and, and for, to me, it's like, you can't talk about, you can't talk about the issue with Reimer. If you don't talk about it with Kemper, the guy has only exceeded 50 games in two of his NHL seasons. So there's another guy with another bag of issues that, you know, if you're locking a guy up for anything more than two or three years, we've already experienced it with Mike Smith, Mm -hmm. that, uh, that you're, you're adding a question mark to your team going forward. And this team doesn't need any more of those. How about this, Tyler? Flurry resigns in Minnesota. And we get a reun- reunion with dad. Bot. I've pitched that before. I honestly don't think that's the most insane thing. I'm not sure how happy Cam Talbot would be in a duo with Marc-Andre Fleury again. And, and this isn't like any report that Talbot's unhappy, but the guy's going to be a UFA at the end of the year. Does he not he want a chance? To he wants to play. And if you're Minnesota and you get Fleury for a cheap deal, you desperately need to go save some money because guess what? You have 12.6, 12.7 
$2 million in dead cap space. Is that this year? Yeah. Yeah. And next what year. What are going to do? Like, I have no idea. Next year goes you, up. Next year. Next the, year goes up, doesn't it? Yeah. The two years after that are 14.7. How the fuck do you ice a roster in the NHL? <laughs> so if you're Minnesota and you're sitting there and Flurry signs for $2 million bucks because he's not really going to be valuing money. You probably do want to move Talbot for picks because you can't afford to bring in salary either. And then you go sign like a dirt cheap backup for Flurry for like a million bucks somewhere. Like that's really your only option. So I actually think Talbot is a bit of a sneaky little sleeper option for the Oilers. So if I had to rank like Huso is interesting, I think though I think they have interest in Huso. Huso, Kemper, Reimer, or Talbot. I think that might be sort of the four most realistic options on the market. Does anyone here have any interest in either a paying the money to get a guy like Sergei Bobrovsky or B paying the assets to get a guy like John Gibson? No. Uh, and probably not. Yeah, I agree. Like Sergei Bobrovsky would be great to be like, yeah, Bobrovsky. And then we could do the Jay on yell over and over again <laughs> for as long as he's here. And it'd be a lot of fun, but man, that contract is wild. It's just they can fit it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's I mean, too big and too expensive, with, especially with a guy like Skinner mm-hmm. coming up through the ranks. And I think uh, the the arrows are pointing more to the positive for Skinner than anything else right now. The interesting part with the goalie market this year is that it just doesn't look like there's a lot of seats. It's like a weird game of musical chairs where in the Pacific division, I don't think there's a team outside of Edmonton, unless Vegas does something real wacky, who's looking for a goalie in the central the only team they're looking for a goalie, well, Chicago. Okay, so there's one team you're competing against. They're a rebuilding team. In the Metro, it's New Jersey is the only team you're competing against there who needs a goalie. Maybe Washington, but Washington's one of those teams where if they acquire one, they're trading one because they have Vanacek and Samsonov as RFAs. So we'll say there's two and a half teams you're competing with. In the Atlantic, it's Buffalo puts it up to three and a half. And like, that's kind of it for teams around the league. Maybe Detroit's looking for a backup for Nadalkovich. There are maybe four teams. Colorado's number five, I guess. Five teams looking for goalies <laughs> at most. Okay. Huso, Campbell, Kemper, Wedgie. Well, I was doing the math on the fly. <laughs> I, know. I know. Huso, Campbell, Kemper, Wedgwood. Four hot, like good UFAs, guys who were starters in the NHL. Flurry's the fifth guy there. Like there's just not a lot of jobs or there's not a lot of open spots for guys who are looking for jobs, which is why I think maybe the smart move for the Oilers, as unpopular as this might be, if you go the free agent till, route, you wait. Yeah, you wait till the end, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that turn your stomach for another summer? Oh yeah, it would be that'd be a rough one, but ultimately it's not the worst play because I mean those guys that wait, all of a sudden the price comes crawling down, doesn't it? Well, yeah, if that's the case, if there's only like five or six teams in the league looking for goaltending next year, and all these guys are available, sort of, kind of, that's uh, you, at that point, you, there's no chance you could drop a Puli RV or a Yamamoto or anything, any type of player, roster player to uh, to San Jose for for Reimer. The other name we heard a lot about earlier in the season that has kind of quieted down is Alexander Georgiev. That's another yeah, guy. I was going to say he's I'm on the market. Twitter right now, and there's people have been like, "What about Georgiev?" I don't know. So but he had like a he had a mediocre year in New yeah. York. Like it's just interesting to see what Holland's approach will be in the sense that there are very safe options out there. Kemper just bucking up the money for him, probably a safe play. 
Reimer, probably a safe play. Mike Morrison for the shootout. Mm -hmm. Safe play always. (laughs) But then there's the risks, right? And like, if you bring in a guy, like what if you trade for Mackenzie Blackwood and he finds his like rookie season form again, and he's this stud goalie for you for the next five, six years, that's worth it. But then you're also running into a season where you have two goalies that are what? 23 and 24 years old or something like that. That's risky. Same thing with Huso. I know he's 27, but like you're going to run with a duo next season in a year. You're trying to win the Stanley cup a duo that's combined for like under a hundred career NHL games. That's risky. It's like, do you take the boat or do you take the mystery box? Huh? Well, right. You like, you know, it's in the mystery box. Take it, boat, could, man. Take, it, it take could be a boat the, in the mystery box. So if, if you're Very going with rarely, are you sitting there watching prices, right? And going for the second, the second one, you want that first one. <laughs> so by I that logic, you just is right. By the way, while I was away and man, Drew Carey's got a whole new look going on these days. And I wasn't expecting, he's got a beard. The shape of the glass is different. Anyway, as you were Tyler, I just, if, <laughs> if you're taking the option of just take the boat and take the sure thing, then you're trading for Reimer, I think, is, is what you jump to. Or you're bucking up the money for Kemper if the price is too high on Reimer on the trade market. And those are kind of your two guys you set your sights on. If you want to take a bit of a risk and maybe you get a guy, you know, I, I always I think, think Talbot, I think, I think if uh, Flurry ends up in Minnesota, Talbot ends up in that boat option as well, though. Yeah, he does. But I think a guy, even a guy like Gorgiev, there's just too much risk there heading into a year where you're trying to win a cup, right? Yeah, no, I, honestly, out of all these names, I think the, only, the, the one I feel most comfortable with, um, with a high chance of, uh, of coming here would be, would be dad bought again. Yeah. I be comfortable with the city. You'd be comfortable with the arena, all that shit. I don't know how much that matters in the NHL, but yeah. so I think you'd probably be a pretty good mentor to Skinner as well. Yeah, I think so. All right. We got to give some love to our friends at. Cornerstone Insurance, cornerstoneins.ca. Proud partners of the nation. Get a quote, submit a claim, all of it on their website. They have 4.9 stars on Google. That's tremendous. That's excellent. Yes, that is excellent. Shout out to Cornerstone Insurance. Uh, All right. Let's get into the second thing I kind of had lined up today, and that's a little look around the Pacific Division before we get to ask the idiots. Uh, I guess I'll just open it up with this. Which team in the Oilers Division, Ducks, Flames, Kings, Sharks, Kraken, Canucks, Knights, which team's most intriguing to you heading into the summer? Which one are you watching closest going, there's going to be something weird happening there or something I just suppose just flat out interesting, Rick? One, selfishly. Sorry, go ahead, Rick. I was going to say, I think Calgary's got the biggest names that are kind of on the bubble. So mm-hmm. watching that, like if Johnny decides to go somewhere else, that's, that would be, you know, obviously that would, that open the door to a lot of, a lot of movement out of that organization. I think they're probably the ones you want to watch for the most exciting type of big name guys. I'm going to say Vegas, uh, mostly because I want the schedule to come out and see when we're going down there. Oh yeah. We need a schedule already. Like the playoffs have been open for what, two days now. What are they waiting on? Yeah, I want the schedule now so that I can plan my uh, P.F. Chang's visit, my Taco Bell Cantina. You're making Uh, reservations. Maybe I can head out to the streets to see where Brooke's at. Oh, got to find Brooke. Yeah, I got to find Brooke. So Vegas, Golden Knights. And just actually to answer the question seriously for the hockey perspective, (laughs) what they do with the cap is going to be interesting this year because... 
they've got some really expensive guys on their roster that are getting older and they're, they're a team that very clearly um, likes to make moves. So I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with some of that, because according to cat friendly right now, they are 2.6 million bucks in the hole. Uh, How many guys have no trades there? <laughs> so Eichel Who would want to be traded for like, if you have the opportunity of like saying, Hey, do you want to move over to this team or, or something else? And who's, who's going to want to leave that team? Who's going to want to leave that city? So like, yeah. here's the guys right now. And they're, they're like some expensive players too. Jack Eichel's got no move. Mark Stone's got no move. Max Pacioretty's got a no trade. William Carlson's got a no trade. Jonathan Marshall has got a no trade. Alex Petrangelo has got a no move. Alec Martinez has got a no trade. Braden McNabb's got a no trade. Uh, Robin Leonard's got a modified no trade. So they've got a lot of guys who can kind of control their own fate there. And like those I said, those guys are all, those guys were all in their thirties too, I think. Like Marshall oh, so might be less than that. Marshall might be like 27, 28, but the Marshall so 31, those, the young cat there is actually William Carlson at 29 or and Jack Eichel, of course is 25, but um, we know he's not that. going anywhere. I mean, that's what happens though. When you, you're have the perception even just of your team is willing to cast anybody off for any shiny new toy. And so I feel like all those guys were justified in including some kind of no yeah. trade clause in their contracts. It's like I said, they've got, so for me, Vegas is an interesting team to look at because they're $2.6 million in the hole right now. Uh, they've got 16 of 23 players signed on their roster. They've got, they've got moves to make. And I know they finally got uh, old. What's his beans out the, out the door. Finally, after checking his no trade clause, but uh, they've got some interesting work to do. So the interesting thing here, they're 2.6 million over. They have Shea Weber's $7.8 million cap. It that can go into the LTIR pool though. Mm-hmm. So they really have about yeah, 10.2 million or sorry, no, reverse that $5.2 million in cap space. And Frank Cervalli is reporting that they've already agreed to terms under the table with Riley Smith on an extension that'll pay him about $5 million a season. So they basically got the cap space from the Weber deal and we're like, perfect, let's spend it and signed Riley Smith. So then That's they get another 30 plus year old guy. Yeah, I think uh, this has been written by a few people, but they are ripe for an offer sheet. Nicholas Waugh or Roy, whatever it is. He's a good young player. 25 years old, can play center, can play the wing. He's good. Nicholas Hag on their blue line is a guy who I think a lot of teams will be chomping at the bit to go offer sheet. Like Vegas is still in a bit of a pickle. And I also wonder about Robin Leonard and what his health situation is heading into the season. Five million bucks. I think he might be a bit of an LTIR candidate, at least to start. And Vegas might just try to get into the season in LTIR and like figure it out as they go. Which would be weird. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's a little bit of risky him business. That bit him in the ass last year, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Um, it got them it, in some it, trouble. It, that's a little bit of risky business though, coming up for them. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they're, they're in the hole. Yes. They get some reprieve from Weber when he goes on LTR, but like <laughs> they've also got some work to do to resign some guys. If Riley Smith is making 5 million bucks, well, all of a sudden there goes your money. Now yeah. what are you going to do? Dan, which team in the Pacific intrigues you the most? Well, I was going to say Calgary, but to, to be a difference maker, I'll say the Anaheim ducks. Uh, that's a team that, the, don't get me wrong. The turmoil looks good on them. They don't have a lot of players signed long-term. They don't have a lot of talent signed long-term. Uh, John Gibson wants out, you know, they're, they're locked in with Cam Fowler for a few years. I just think that that team is, 
is going to have an overhaul. And as we've seen with the LAs of the world, sometimes the overhauls in California can go a little bit faster than we expect. So I'm, I'm intrigued to watch what Anaheim does. I don't think that this is the year that they compete, but I think that this is a year where they can really set themselves up for the future moves that they need to make. My answer, I was debating going with the Seattle Kraken just because they got money, they got picks, and I wonder if they're going to be itching to make a splash this summer to try to get some attention. Um, But the team I'm actually going with is the Vancouver Canucks. JT Miller's reportedly on the trade block. Brock Besser on the trade block. Connor Garland, Tanner Pearson, Jason Dickinson, like pretty much half their top nine is rumored to be on the block. And I just think Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvine, there's reports that they don't didn't love the culture in that room. And I kind of go, I wonder if Vancouver is not just going to go and like trade JT Miller for a first round pick and a prospect, but if they'll maybe do that and then go, all right, let's go refresh things here and really try to turn this thing around quickly. I think Vancouver is a team to watch just because they could make a big splash. They signed Kuzmenko already. You know, they're going to be itching to retool this thing in a hurry. So Vancouver is very interesting to me. And also... Last night, David Quadrelli sent me a shirtless selfie from a boat. So that's just a nice little tack on to your <laughs> Vancouver Vancouver uh, pick there, Tyler. Interesting. I knew you'd be excited about that. Very He's got a bucket hat on also, just in case you're wondering. The way you're describing it sounds just adorable. Yep, he is adorable. All right, uh, that's going to do it for our Pacific Division talk. We are going to take a break for an ad. When we come back, ask the idiots. 1-size-fits-all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, back with Ask the Idiots, brought to you by Buster's Pizza, Bag Milk. Why are you laughing? Hey, is that what we do now? We have, to, we have to pause for ads. All right. I like that. We paused okay. very clearly. That was a long pause. <laughs> there oh, was an ad. ad. Mm-hmm. We oh, are back. Good job. Very All efficient. Right. Bag Milk, take it away for Buster's Pizza's Ask the Idiots. Buster'sPizza.ca, you know where to go to get a list of locations. They've got 9 million of them. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but I promise you that there is one near you, whether you want pizza, pasta, whatever you need, they got it for you. Buster's Pizza on a Tuesday, on a Friday, every day. Buster'spizza.ca. All right, boys. I've got uh, four questions for you today. 
these come in and they have not been seen by our gentleman on the podcast. So I will get their takes first. Who's big on my screen right now? Tyler's big on my screen. So you've got the first choice here, excluding Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr, Gordie Howe, or Mario Lemieux. Who would be on your top five, your personal top five greatest slash best players of all time? Can you give me the names I can't include again? Including all the good ones. Gretzky or Hal Lemieux. My top five. Mm -hmm. I'm going to... Let's let's make it easier a little bit. Top three. Let's do top three. Top three. I'm going to go with just players that I watched personally. Um, And my top three in that sense is very easy. It's in no order. Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid. Three players who I think in a way transcended the sport. Crosby with his way ability to impact the game all over the ice. Ovechkin with his ability to stand in basically one spot and become the best goal scorer of all time from that one spot. And Connor McDavid hitting the league with speed we've never seen. So my three are McDavid, Crosby, Ovechkin. Well, then I feel like you can do another two. So give me your t- give me your last two in the round of the top five. Uh, last two that round of the top five of players I have seen in my life. Hmm. <laughs> I feel like I need to put a goalie in there somewhere. Um, so I think I'll go with Carey Price, the only goaltender to have won the MVP in my time being a hockey fan. Um, I don't really remember when Jose Theodore won it back in 02. So yeah, I'll say Carey Price also goes in there. And because I saw him do it in Edmonton, he's one of the best defensemen ever. I need a D-man in here. I'm going to go with Chris Pronger as well. Rick, you're up next. Your top five. I I went on my own here. I just, I just made a, I made I made a lineup here. So I'm going with Broder and Nets. I've got Liz from a Pronger on D. I've got Connor Burry and Tamo Solani on forward. Oh, there you go. There you got a starting lineup from Rick. Dan, who's in your top five? Uh, this is tough. Uh, yeah, I I would say... And there was yeah, very yeah, little thought process in that. <laughs> in no particular order, I would say Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon, Al McKinnis, and uh, uh, goalie, uh, just slipped my mind, Patrick Wall. I just, I don't know, what? yeah. You mean St. Louis Al McKinnis, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Can you just specify there, please? McKinnis was unreal in St. Louis. I don't know where else he played. Uh, <laughs> as far as I as far as I remember, he didn't play anywhere That's else. Pretty much it. Uh, so for me, I guess I'm going to say Connor McDavid. Love that guy. In uh, Pavel Bury was my favorite player growing up as a kid. Uh, I also really loved. I'll give him an honorable mention, actually. So I'll go Connor, Pavel Bury. Eric Lindros when he was at his Ooh, best, like incredible. he was, if, if you're not old enough to have watched Eric Lindros before he kind of like got the concussion issues and whatever, he was fucking dominant. He was unstoppable. Uh, Chris Pronger, when he was here, he was unbelievable. Um, in that, I'll go Marty Brodeur. He was a guy like we were talking about goaltending. He was a guy who could play 60 every single year. It seemed like oh, probably uh, at least. Is that five for me? I think it's five. I, I got to change McKinnis to a Ginla. I like, I forgot about Jerome Ginla, and I know that one pains me to say, but he was Dallas star legend. Yes. Yep. Dallas star legend. Boston, Boston Bruin. Bruin legend. Yep. Yes. Colorado avalanche legend. Pittsburgh rumored Pittsburgh penguin legend. <laughs> I'll, I'll Barnaby. Any honorable mentions boys. Cause like you can do with this for a while. Like Sid obviously was fantastic. When I was a kid, I loved Sergei Fedorov. He was really good as a two way player. Uh, oh, yeah. Like I played I mean, defense Forsberg, for like two years. He Forsberg's was so unreal. 
Forsberg was an Oilers killer for years. Joe Sackick he's, was, was unbelievable still, as a player. He's still playing, but Yager. Yeah, yep. Yager was unbelievable. And there's so many guys that just like your top five, depending on who you were and who you cheered for. Uh, there's well, and there's that's just it. It's just like like I, me including McKinnis, like McKinnon, like all those guys. Like it just it's 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 a very personal question. It's what you think and what you see. Scott Niedermeyer, I remember yep. watching him as like one of the first. Well, I mean, he wasn't the first, but like that I remember puck moving defenseman that was just so incredibly effective. Ray Borg, uh, and then his his exact opposite playing out there too with uh, Scotty Stevens. Yeah. That yep. dude was a killer. Oh, he would murder you if you had your head down in the neutral zone. Um, so yeah, Tyler, any honorable mentions from your baby list? Uh, from my baby list? Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Um, I should have had Lidstrom on there. That was an oversight yeah. from my part. Yeah. Um, Patrick Kane, just for the way he can control the play in the offensive zone. Like when that guy's on the ice, it just feels like the puck's always on his stick and the pace is moving at the exact pace that he would like it to. Like I've just, the way he controls the game so seemingly effortlessly is unbelievable. So there's a couple honorable mentions. Steve Eiserman, another one, mm. you know, um, yeah, it's, it's some of for how good he was. Pretty much go the whole, pretty much go the whole 2002, uh, Canadian Olympic team. Danny Heat. Sure. Yeah. Hey man, <laughs> heater all-star. Come on. All right. All right. There's question number one. Asi it is number two, Rick, I'm going to start with you. Uh, okay. Would you rather be in attendance for a hockey game from 50 years in the past or 50 years in the future? We did this last week. Dude. Oh, but uh, you guys weren't here. In the past, 50 years in the past feels like it should be like 1960 for the record. Yeah. It's not like 50 though. years in the past is the seventies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like I, that's yeah. So that's issue with that. No, I'm going to the future, man. I don't like looking backwards. Let's go see Connor and Leon's children uh, running running around for the the new Oiler team. Yeah, I didn't know you guys did this. So sorry, Tyler. I'm going to go 50 that's years great. in the future because I, I, you know, like I imagine that I'll be hologram bag milk at the arena at that point, and I'll have all my snacks at my house. I think we went all past when we did it, so that's interesting. You guys are all future. Don't be afraid of the future, boys. I like yep. the future too, as my, as a pick. Unless I can go back to the the past, like Biff Tannen style, and I know the outcome of the game I'm going yeah. to, and then I can, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, the '80s, the '80s Oilers would have been fun to go back and watch for the record. But that's just outside the timeline, you know. So mm-hmm. when we're doing uh, episodes 1232, we'll do we'll ask this question again, and maybe within 50 years, it'll also be there. <sighs> uh, next up, I apologize if you guys did this one, but I don't think I sent this one to you. <laughs> Do you think it would be harder for current players, Dan, I'll start with you. Would it be harder for current players to use skates from the seventies or sticks from the seventies? <laughs> we did do this one last week. Yeah, we did. Really? I don't remember sending these. <laughs> uh, was the answer. To, answer, to answer the question for me, it's uh, what did I say? I think I said sticks because a guy like Connor McDavid would make skates work no matter what era they were from. I don't remember what I said either, but I think I went with skates for this part of the question. Rick, what do you think? <laughs> How like far if you've back never, ago? From the seventies. Like, but if you've never used tube skates before, and I used to yeah. have them when I was a kid, those things are fucking 10,000 pounds. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's going to come to come down to sticks. Like they'll figure out their skates They'll, they'll, they'll figure out the skate. They're going to figure out the sticks either way. They're still going to be able to beat any of us on the ice. Um, but I think in terms of 
their own personal expectations, I think it'd be six. I think just the one piece, those things are heavy as shit. I mean, you don't really curve those. Uh, yeah, it would be, it would be six. I really hope I also say you guys this one too. <laughs> Last question. I'm going to just start with Rick. Cause he wasn't on anyway. Uh, who'd you rather have on the Oilers right now? Kale McCarr or Andre Vasilevsky? Oh, it wasn't. That's new. That's new. Right now, today? Right now, Vasilevsky. Today. Wow. Tyler? Oh, man. Here's the thing. The Avs won the Stanley Cup getting just good goaltending for the most part. Not sensational or great goaltending. And a big reason why is because of a guy like Kale McCarr. And it's really hard to not choose Kale McCarr here. No, I'm going to go with Makar. I think he's the answer, man. Like, here's the solution. Life's easier on your goaltenders when Kale Makar can just snap the puck out of the zone in eight seconds every shift like he always does. I'm going Makar. I'm going to jump in on that, too. I'm also going Kale Makar. He is a freak. Dan? Uh... Yeah, I, like I, when I started thinking about the question, I'm a goalie guy, and so I was going to go Vasilevsky, no doubter. But what I this is the first opportunity that I've had to watch Kale McCarr play outside of playing against the Oilers, and I was blown away by his play. So I would say Kale McCarr. You can play a team defensive game, which shuts down any opportunities in their own zone, anyways. Like, and I get yeah, by but, no means is any one of us saying either player is not very good. And and if you look at it right now, we have a lot more on defense than we do in net. Yeah. Um, I just think that you put, you put put that skill of Kale McCarr on the team though. If you, if you sat us down and you had the NH, the EA NHL rankings for our team, it would go up higher with Vasilevsky. than it would go up um, when he brought in McCarr. But damn it, McCarr and McDavid out there at the same time. Yeah. A bigger space, a bigger, a bigger or, room to, to grow when it comes to gold. Or pick your poison. You have to have either McDavid or Makar on the ice with you at 98% of the time. So, yeah, I, I you can't, I don't know. No, and that, it's hard, yeah, and it's McCarr, hard, to, it's hard McCarr, to pick the goalie, McCarr, but I hear what you're saying there. But Makar can only play 20, well, I mean, he probably could play 30, 35 <laughs> minutes if you really wanted him to, but he's going to be out there for 25, right? Where Vasilevs is going to be in that for, for 60. And the other question too, or the other part of the question you said now, right now, and that's the age factor too, right? Kale McCarr is younger. Yeah, but Vasilevsky's not even in a, yeah, is he at 27? I have no idea. This is a straight I guess. No, I, I just assumed I said that and then I realized that I don't know. <laughs> McCarr is, is, uh, Vasilevsky is 27, so that was a nice guess. Four years younger. Yeah, the 27 to 23, there's not really an age thing there. I'm not worried. Idiot's answer. There you go. Uh, it turns out I'm the biggest idiot of all for sending the same questions two weeks But ago. you didn't say the names of the people beforehand, so we can actually pick a win. Yeah, when you're not here, man, I can't execute this segment <laughs> at all. It's just a mess. Well, Radio Tyler takes over. He reads out the name of the texter and yeah. gives them love and, and appreciation for doing it. And then, yeah, regrets oh. it. All right. So here are the options then to vote on. Uh, you've got greatest top five of all time, your personal top five, uh, past or future 50 year game will be harder. The skates or the sticks. And who would you rather have Makar or Vasilevsky? Obviously I don't know who you guys awarded a gift card to last week. I don't even really remember Parker won it one week. Uh, one of the episodes where you were gone, who else won it? Uh, Brock won one of them. 
I think Brock Scott Egan? won one of them. Congratulations. Yep. Uh, anyways, my vote is for the Makar Vassi one. I'm going to do the, the uh, picks of your top five. Sorry. Rick. Oh, top five player. Top five players. There you go. So Blake. Blake gets the gift card this week from our friends at Buster's Pizza. There you go. It's just that simple. You send me a DM and sometimes you get two chances in a row. There you go. Buster'spizza.ca. Go get yourself something to eat, whether it's some za, a little donair, a little pasta, whatever you want. They got it. Buster'spizza.ca. Tyler, back to you. Yeah, let's give some love to our friends at Twig and Berries, twigandberries.ca. They sponsor our Hit Friday segment, Hot and Cold Performers of the Week. Twigandberries.ca, promo code NATION15 gets you 15% off. You can look just as good as Bearded Brad does in some fresh Twig and Berries. Whoa, they got like a close-up of Bearded Brad's face and like his eyes are soul-piercing on the website. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we are feel good, you know? <laughs> we are getting into silly season here for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh Today is Tuesday, the 28th, which means we are seven, eight, nine days away from round one of the NHL draft. And then we are what? 16 days away from the opening of free agency, 15 days away from the opening of free agency. Um, It's we're getting to that point where the rumors are going to get hot and heavy. So we will wrap up with this. When will we get our next piece of Oilers news? Bag milk. What's your prediction? Hmm. So like you said, the draft is at the end of next week. So I'm going to say my guess is going to be early next week because we know Ken Holland wants an answer from Mike Smith and Duncan Keith on what they're doing. So I'm going to say at the start of next week, my predictions for those news is Keith is back. Smith is not. Okay. Rick. Uh, I think we'll hear something later this week. All right. Dan. Uh, I... Yeah, I, simple RFA contracts that you can get done, dealt with, and and move on to the bigger things. So yeah, I I think it's just going to be yeah. I would say I don't know. I, like I genuinely I don't know what's I don't know what's <laughs> happening this off season. I I don't know what we're what we're doing. I don't know what to expect because I, I yeah I feel like everything is just kind of skewed right now, and I I feel like we're waiting on the on the Evander Kane. Uh, solution here as well. So I think that the Oilers are going to be holding tight. Or we could uh, just uh, look at some dates here, Dan Friday. First buyout window happens. That is on July 1st, July 7th and 8th. That is your draft. Qualifying offers have to be submitted by the 11th and the 13th is the start of free agency. So maybe we even get something this week on Friday when the buyout window opens. We very well could get some buyout news on Friday. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that is not the news we get. I agree with bag milk. We'll hear about Keith and Smith's futures. And then either the night before or morning of, I believe we will get Tyson Berry to Seattle for a second round pick. That's the prediction I've given a handful of times and I'm rolling with it. If I'm wrong, damn it. If I'm right, haha, I told you that's how predictions work. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, no episode coming from us this Friday because it is Canada Day and I pan- plan on having a few Bevraginos. But if you down at the pint, Tyler, there we go. The Toronto Blue Jays play it's at one cool. o'clock mountain time. And Dan is hosting a watch party. Which pint location is it, Dan? Downtown. So if you go to the pint downtown, you get to see Rick and be at a party hosted by Dan with a ton of great prizes, a great Blue Jays game. They beat the Red Sox last night. Hell yeah, go Blue Jays. Download BGN Radio, wherever you get your podcast from. Canada Day. Big by Chapman. Yeah. (laughs) Canada Day at the Pint with Rick and Dan is going to be a fantastic time at our Blue Jays watch party. It's basically our podcast live. 
more or less, mm-hmm. and without the Oilers, <laughs> just the Blue Jays. So close. If you want us to, Dan, I'll sit down at your table and just start talking hockey. Yes. Yeah. There yeah, you we'll go. Just, you can ask the idiots question in person. Yeah. Live. That's actually a really good idea. We should like look into a live podcast one day and just put bag milk behind like a cloak. I'll just say I'll just in the back room. <laughs> we run a mic to a back room where bag milk, like yeah. the Wizard of Oz, is sitting there. Yeah, yeah. I'll just be in the office. All right. No That's going to be a wrap on today's episode, episode 209 of Oilers Nation Radio. Shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle and DoorDash with the promo code ON Radio Pod DD gets you 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order. Twig and Berries and Buster's Pizza. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back seven days from now with a new episode. Shout out to Xavier Borgo. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.